0: Hey everybody, on this week of Guys Talking Sports, um, it is opening day for the Major Leagues. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, The NFL Draft, um, is Kyle Murray going to go number one? And if so, where does Josh Rosen end at? And college football, how is Jalen Hurts going to work out with um, Oklahoma? All all this and more on this week of Guys Talking Sports. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports, where it's me and my two boys out here talking shit, talking sports. Um, No vino today, actually. Um, A little bit of soda. Some Pepsi, cherry Pepsi, actually. Need a little bit of uh, carbonation um, for today. But um, next week, I will have a vino selection. Could be red, could be white,
1: could be whatever. That sounds like a <laughs> weekly thing that needs to
2: be... <laughs> I'm making something clear. <laughs> Ever clear? Oh, no. <laughs> Some good old-fashioned H2O.
0: <laughs> they put on H2O for all day long. So I figured i I'll cheat a little bit.
2: hey nothing wrong with that, sir.
0: So, guys, um, so, Ace, uh, how you guys doing
2: today? Man, I can't, go, I can't call it, man. It's... Thursday, wiping you know, wrapping up a a long but very quick week. If that makes sense, it it it, it got to Thursday night really really fast. It seemed like it was a lot of stuff jam packed in there. But for the most part, man, life is good. I can't complain at all.
1: Same here. Um, definitely been a short week. It feels like definitely felt like a short week, or even that I'm just busy all the time. But nevertheless, I'm doing good.
0: And as always, I'm doing good and just patiently waiting on that 70 degree weather for the weekend. Ah. I might even I might even go in and clean off the grill and cook.
2: What you gonna put up the green egg,
0: man? Hey, I usually I usually wait until it gets consistently warm to you know break it out, but uh, I might even do that.
2: Maybe <laughs> road trip meats.
0: <laughs> exactly. So we're going to get right down to it. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, today is the um, opening of um, Major League Baseball, opening day. Um, so just by looking at the quick um, hit at the sports log, I could definitely see uh, Yankees won. They should be happy about that, beating the Orioles 7-2. to um, The hometown around here, Phillies, um, they won. Um, Boston Red Sox, um, the defending champions right now getting – Getting taken a little bit by the uh, Mariners, 8-3. So let's get right down to it. Opening baseball, Ace, I know this is your thing. This is your day. So uh, <laughs> as far as opening baseball goes, uh, is there anything that you're looking forward to seeing or anticipating with the beginning of, uh, of the baseball season?
2: Um. Well, you know, you got the heavy hitters. You got the Red Sox. You got the Yankees. You got the Astros. Um, you got the Dodgers. You, you know, you you got the teams that Chicago Cubs uh, that should be making noise throughout the regular season. But I'm curious to know how the Phillies, um, uh, the Phillies, how the Phillies are doing, how they're going to do with Bryce. I'm, I'm curious about uh, if San Diego is going to make some noise with uh, Machado. Um, I'm curious to see how the Angels are going to play this year, considering, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Trout getting that record-breaking contract. Uh, will they finally – they're doing right by him, but will they do right with him by putting better pieces around him uh, so that they're a consistent uh, playoff contender instead of making the playoffs some year and, then you know, kind of not making the playoffs? Um, and I also want to, I, I kind of want to see since I'm here in the Baltimore area and I, I despise the Orioles, the passion, but just kind of yeah, I despise them, you know, like for real. I, I hate the Orioles with a passion, Ooh. so like, I guess I, this game was very meaning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. you know what, you know what it is, really, because not last year, obviously, because they sucked, but the year before the couple, the year before that. Um, And the year before that, so the previous two seasons, you know, when the Orioles were pretty decent, they were contending to to, to make the playoffs. And the sports media in this area, be really bigging them up, talking about, yeah, you know, the Yankees ain't this and blah, 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 and then, you know, the bottom fell out of them, uh, not this past season, but the season before, when they pretty much poo-pooed the rest of the season and they, Tank like the end of August and all of September. And they got a nice slice of humble pie, especially going into last season when they had to trade off everything. So it's nice to see that they're humbled and they're now appreciating the the, the, the rebuild of the, you know, a two, three year rebuild that they, that's going off them. So, but I'm curious to see how their manager, uh, Brandon Hyde, I believe is his name, how he's gonna take on this challenge and kind of rebuild the Orioles and see because he's coming from the, I think he was uh, uh, on the Chicago Cubs bench coaches, but they got some analytical people from the Houston Astros. So I want to see if they, the the temperature from Houston and, you know, bringing that type of strategy to Baltimore, can they turn it around how Houston was like pure trash four years ago or five years ago, but then Houston now is a perennial power for the past two and a half, three seasons. So. I, you know, I'm really gonna be watching it with a with a keen eye. And I guess because I, I I really ain't got much of a choice since I'm here in Baltimore. But um, but you know, it's it's always nice to have baseball just because it's you you have what you believe are the the gnomes, and then one strange thing can happen, and then Yankees lose one key player, and they pretty much their season is done. You know, so it's uh, it's 162 season uh, game grind. And it's it's this a, it's, it's just a joy to kind of just watch it progress over the course of the summer months. So I, I I'm really all over the place, but I, I'm just happy that baseball's back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bottom line. <laughs> bottom
1: line. Nah, but um, I do I I do get what you're saying in regards to not liking the like the team, like, hearing so much about, like, the team that, like, especially, like you said, with Baltimore, with the Orioles, because you live in a Baltimore area. So, I trust me, I get it. No, I have no love for any Philadelphia team since I was, when I lived in Philadelphia. So, that just (laughs) continued. Like, I remember the times when I was, when the Lakers and the Sixers we're in the fi- NBA Finals, and I couldn't stand the fact that, in, like, all I kept telling Philadelphia, the Sixers going to win. After that, Allen Iverson um game, he had game one. Nah. the Sixers going to win. You know, that step over Tyronn Lue, He you know, it's just going to be it. That's it. We got the number, blah, 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 blah. And then when the Lakers eventually won that series, it was just – I was just smiling ear to ear. So... <laughs> Just so, when yeah. I say this, I get it, and not Was that night when they when they won that first
0: game?
1: Yes, it was the night when they won that first game when um, Allen Iverson did that step back. I mean, stepped over Tyronn Lue in mm-hmm. um, LA. That shot that he made and step walked over Tyronn Lue. Um The Sixers won that night, but I think the Lakers won like the next four games. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, um, so like I said, I, I get it, and that's one of the reasons why. And this is no knock to. Your team ace, but that's one of the reasons why I can't stand the Yankees. I
2: get it. I, it's,
1: it's, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's nothing personal, but that's all I hear up here is Yankees this, Yankees that. You know, so that's why, I, I, you know, I'm excited because I'm very interested to see what other teams do. Um, I'm very curious to see um, the Mets, how the Mets work out, yeah. even though they won their game with the Nationals today. So I'm very interested to see how their season progresses and see if they can actually be a good enough team and not just, you know, regress or regress again back to their usual losing ways. So I'm very interested in seeing that. I'm very interested to in see a lot of home runs being hit. Um, <laughs> seeing if Bryce Harper is actually worth the millions that was offered to um, for, um, um, in, in Philly. So... I'm very interested in seeing all the changes that were made and see if it affects the teams going forward, if it works out for them. So I'm kind of interested. I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out for the MLB season.
0: Well, yeah, you know, you're always going to have those stalwarts of the league, um, you know, Yankees, Boston Red Sox, um, Dodgers, um, the Orioles. They didn't realize you had that much um, disdain for the Orioles, eh? So <laughs> you no. Know.
2: As a Yankees fan, you know, you you got to have hate for Boston, but something about the Orioles, man, is getting underneath my skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the
1: talk, though. It's like you say, you probably hear it about Orioles time and time again while you're down there. You get, you get to that point, it's like, enough is enough. <laughs> man,
2: I, and I work with a ton of Orioles fans, man. <laughs> <And> that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I think I guess
0: for most people, like you know, the all eyes are going to be on the um the, the big money guys. You know, Mike Trout, you know Harper, both I believe went hitless. Uh, no, um, Machado. Harper. Machado went hitless as well yeah. as Bryce um, Harper. Um, I think Trout got some cramps, but he wasn't serious. So, I think there's going to be you know all eyes on those guys, you know, to see if they're um worth the money that their respective teams paid out. Uh, but also, I guess people are looking at the, um, the definitely um, the top prospects that are coming in. Um, you know, Vlad River Jr. Um, with the Blue Jays. And i um, sure I got this the pronunciation, the name correct. It's um, Eloy Jimenez.
2: Yes, uh, yes. Chicago?
0: Yes, the Chicago White Sox. There mm-hmm. are two highly touted. Um, um, top prospects, young top prospects that, that coming out that were promoted up to the big leagues. Um, so I think as much as you're going to have all eyes on the you know the veterans and the guys making the big money, you're also going to probably have some eyes looking at these two new guys that are that are going to be coming up, and you know maybe the ones that are going to be moving forward, carrying their respective teams over the next you know two or three years or or further than that. So, but for me. It's it's Philly where I'm at, <laughs> so the Philly fans they definitely once they realized they got um you know Bryce Harper, you thought that was that was the end of the world. I mean you know Bryce Harper jerseys and everything. I mean all on the TV, all the stories about him. Then he comes out and goes Hitler. So,
2: doo <laughs> Yeah.
0: So hopefully he doesn't have you know uh, how you know Carlos Stanton did with the Yankees where he came out of the bat and was stinking up the joint for the first ten to fifteen games until he finally got his footing in New York. So, because right. the Philly fans, they'll boo <laughs> just as much as the Yankees fans will boo. So, I don't know. What I mean, like I say, um, I'm more of a casual passing fan when it comes to baseball. I'll watch it. I even go to a game. Um, mean I'm just kind of curious to see how the storylines all play out.
2: Yeah, that's what baseball is. I, I mean, as much as I love baseball, I can't front. I mean. 30 years ago, could I sit there and the Yankees could be on a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and I'll sit there until 10 o'clock and watch it? you damn right. You tell me right now if the Yankees were on ESPN at a 7 o'clock game and I'm sitting home watching it? I might watch an inning. I might watch <laughs> the Yankees bat one time. <laughs> and then I'm turning the channel. Because uh like basketball. I'm not saying that uh, baseball is like basketball, but, you know, the regular season in baseball, it's, it's so long that, to me, once you hit the trade deadline, so you're talking about July 30th, August 1, and then you're heading into September when things really start to heat up, that's when I kind of pay attention, you know, a little bit closer to all once all the trades kind of finalize and see how things are shaping up that I kind of keep my eye on what's going on. You know, I I definitely – look at the scores and keep my eye on the standings and make sure that, you know, I could talk crap to Mets fans if, uh, if the Yankees are, are winning. They, you know, and say the Mets suck because the Mets just suck. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, I, I feel you. Know, I'm ca- I am I love the sport, but I could be a casual watcher. You know? <laughs> I, I ain't got the three-hour's patience like I did 30 years ago.
0: You know, was not that bad going to a game. Well... To me, I guess it seems a bit more interesting when you actually go to a game than actually sitting in front of a TV. Now, when you're home, I can always turn the channel to something hey, else the game is boring. I guess when you're at stand, I'll, I'll be a bit more engaged, um, whether it's with a beer or a hot dog or just you know looking at the people in the stands.
2: <laughs> but then you also find you, you find yourself having casual conversation, even with the people that you're with or some other person that's around you. So you kind of you kind of find something to occupy your time when you're there. But when you're sitting at home, I don't see I don't see significant others or, or the kids sitting down beside you watching the game with you. They're like, uh, you watching baseball? Uh, okay, okay, I'm gonna go about my business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So. I always remember
2: the I
0: really started getting interested a little more in baseball it was the time when I was out of work, right when um, opening day started. So I was home with nothing to do <laughs> except watching. March Madness, and, and Open Day Baseball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it killed time. <laughs> I mean, I ain't mad. I am mad. I, I was mad because typically the local Baltimore radio station will broadcast the Orioles games. So I was like, oh, I bet you yeah, I'm at work. I'm a, I'm going a to listen to the Orioles game, the Orioles-Yankees, so I can pass my time. That at least – help. that will give me three solid hours of just listening to that and BSing at work. So – 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock time with the flu just like that. These SOBs are going to have uh, Jim Rome playing instead of actual having the baseball game on. Who? I was like, of all the damn people that you could have on the radio, Jim, Rohn? Jim th- Rome. Jim th- Rohn? Yeah, I think that would heck. I can't stand his ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't stand him on TV, to be honest. He
2: was the absolute worst.
1: <laughs> well, he can't be as worse as Nick Wright.
2: Who's that? <laughs> is that a Philly um, dude?
0: <laughs> no, this is a guy on um, FS1. Uh, Nick Ray does the show with Chris Carter.
2: Oh, that dude. Oh, stand up or whatever the hell they call themselves. That's like the morning before uh, Skip and Shannon. Yeah. I don't think he's that bad. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is. I think, I think he's better. Okay.
0: Than, uh... And we're very off a subject. I think he is a... <sighs> I'm, he's a biased LeBron lover.
1: Oh, you? That's a that's a love for me. Oh. That's enough for me.
2: Oh, are are you saying he's the type of guy that says, "Baby, it's cold in the basement." You got the cup of the balls type of dude.
1: <laughs> so you put him right. I put him right up there with Shannon Sharp. Then that's what you're telling me. Oh, no, he's worse. Oh, he's worse <laughs> So so Ryan Hollins.
2: <laughs> oh Jesus. Damn,
0: Ryan Rollins though. <laughs> he's he worse than Shannon Sharp. Well, you know, he's is different than Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is like a it's it's like a it's like a stand fan. This one is one of those people that you can argue a good point with them about. We're way off a subject, but let's just say that when it comes to being objective about LeBron James, he he can't be.
2: Ah. He's a homer. (laughs) (laughs) He's a a LeBron bandwagon jumper. I I don't watch enough of, I don't watch FS1 and their little talk segments too tough. Though I can't seem to not watch first take. I, I, I don't understand that. But you know, Stephen A is this, Stephen A. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, so let's let's segue into something different. We know
0: that uh, we'll be off the weeds on that one, right? but uh, I guess we want to get to uh, some 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 foosball. Um, the draft is coming up um, in a couple of weeks, and do we? There's been so much talk about whether the Cardinals are or are not going to take, are um, they going to take in the first first pick? I'm assuming that they're going to take a quarterback in the first pick. We all know who that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler Murray. Um, why you go with Josh Rosen and then you go around and pick Kyler Murray? What, well, obviously, because you pick, you know, Kings- <laughs> Kingsbury as your coach, which was a stupid move, in my opinion. However, <laughs> who do you guys think that the Cardinals is actually going to pick up in the first round?
2: You said it. In my opinion, Hmm.
1: no, I agree. I, I, at first, it seemed like it was a bona fide pick, um, number one, but now it's just everything has just been so changed lately. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, I, I have no clue at this point. Um, I could say one name and then turn around, they'll, then you know, it, how can I put this? Right now, everything is so undecided. Like, there's really no clear cut number one at this point. Like the top teams right now is just looking for whatever they can get that helps benefit and solidify what the position their weakest position. But the way the trades have been coming, like who knew about the trade from for Howard? So as of right now, I I, I don't know what's going to happen at this point, and this is just my honest opinion. Like, I really am undecided, don't know. And this probably been the first time in a while since we haven't had a solidified number one person in the draft that everybody knew was going to be picked first.
2: Uh, I I think it's going to be Kyler Murray. Um, I I personally think that, you know, the reason why Kingsbury uh, Kingsbury got a, Kingsbury, excuse me, got picked up as the head coach because I, I think Arizona's looking to build an explosive offense, and he's like an offensive guru, at least at the college ranks. Um, and I think that they're looking at what the coach, the interim coach, now head coach for Cleveland, what he was able to produce with Baker Mayfield, and you know, him being a Big 12 quarterback and what's going on with Patrick Mahomes being a Big 12 quarterback. You know, I think that, you know, Kingsbury, he knows who Murray is. He recruited him, though he never coached him in college. I think that he believes, he's not going to come out there and say it, but he believes that for the offense that he wants to run, that Kyler Murray would be that dude to run that offense. And I don't think he has any faith in Josh Rosen. And personally, I think the only reason Arizona even picked Rosen Because one, they didn't want to sacrifice too much to move up in the draft to get a better quarterback. And they just thought that at the fact that that was the better of the two between him and Lamar Jackson. Because I think if I'm correct, that the quarterback from Buffalo went before Rosen. And Rosen was pissed that he was picked ninth because he believed he was the best quarterback coming out of the draft last year. And I think Arizona just settled. Arizona was like, this cat or Lamar Jackson? And they just weren't sold on Lamar Jackson, so they picked Rosen. And Kingsbury's coming in, and he has the opportunity to draft a Kyle Murray. They ain't passing up on that. Is this a matter now of of all the teams that are asking for Rosen, which are the Giants, which I know Earl is not pleased about, New England, and there's one other team I, I can't think of at the moment. But is this a matter of Who's going to give them the best package to get Rosen? And they'll figure that out before the draft. And then obviously, Colin Murray's going number one.
0: Well, they better figure it out before the draft. They're waiting for they waiting for a first round pick, and I don't think anybody's uh, <laughs> no. jump, you know, going. They're not going to get a first round pick. Um, I've heard rumors that the Giants put their second round pick on the table. Um, somebody might make a package of. Uh, uh, of a second and a, and a future first. I don't know. They're not going to get a first in this pick. They, they might not get a first period. It's probably going to be a, a package of, of um, picks for Rosen. I don't even know if Rosen is that worth it. But, I mean, you, I mean it's the best unkept secret <laughs> all, of, uh, all of NFL about the Cardinals maybe picking or not picking Kyler Murray, which they know they all are. It's just a question of when does Josh Rosen get moved? Who does he get moved to? And how much are willing to give up? Um, right. if, the, if the Giants were to give up their second-round pick for Josh Rosen, I wouldn't be that upset about it. I don't think they particularly are in love with any of the quarterbacks right now. I mean, but it could be a lot of smoke and mirrors. I mean, uh, they don't seem that enamored with Dwayne Haskins. Um, there was – there was talking about this possible um, Drew Lockett, maybe um, your boy from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. They said he had a pretty good pro day, Um, so he's been getting a lot of attention. Um, So I don't know. Honestly, I can't tell what the Giants are going to do. Um, Who knows? But, you know, with the Cardinals, if they're going to take Kyler Murray, it would behoove them to move Rosen sooner than later Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you wait too long – you're going to get stuck with worse. I mean, everybody knew what the what the Steelers had to get rid of um, Antonio Brown, so
2: <laughs> he <They> got fleeced. <laughs> yeah, they did.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't blame the Raiders for doing it. I mean, I, I would have did that too.
2: <laughs> Damn, they. I mean, they got fleeced in the worst. Yeah. I ain't so never, man. I never see the trade that bad. <laughs> But, again, if you want to go back to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh always got the ace in the hole. So I, I don't doubt them. But I thought that was a horrible trade,
1: personally. That, that was just a hurry up and go deal. Like, just 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 go. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was, I I think for whatever reason, I think that they was like, this is your worth, bottom line. I mean, we, I mean, like, as much as we can do, you know, as much as a good star you've been with us, this is how much you're worth now with all the drama that you gave um us. So that's how I see it. I mean, it was definitely bad. Um, But like you said, Pittsburgh is always that team that always replenishes what they give up. So, like, they have a team now with more than capable running back and more of a capable wide receiver in Juju. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's definitely there. And that's what I think that they did that trade for us because, you know, we got these guys now. So to be honest, you're not worth as much as we, you know, we can probably get something on the cheap end for you. And right. I feel as though that and I, I, both Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are going to make them pay once they play them again and right. improve their point. So there's going to be chips on, on shoulders. That's for sure. But I agree with you about Rosen. Um, if they do, if Arizona does get Kyler Murray, they have to make that trade for Rosen before that, because it's going to be very difficult. Um, and, My question is, like I said, with so many trades coming up that we obviously don't be seeing coming, that's one of the reasons why I said, you know, this whole draft can change just like that. I think it's going to be a very interesting draft, and I think there's going to be a lot of changes, a lot of drafts, I mean, trades made um, during the draft as well um, where it could be a total shift.
2: I got a question for you, Earl. (laughs) How would you feel... If the Giants caved and said, all right, bet we're going to give you the 16th pick for Rosen. How would you feel about that?
1: Um, uh, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> 17th pick.
2: Oh, 17th pick. Okay. So, so what if they said, we'll give you the 17th pick but we want Rosen and a fourth? Mm. No? no? Like, they have to give up something other than just Rosen.
0: Not, not, not the seventeenth pick, but I mean, I, I can't even call what the Giants have been doing over the last month. So I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't give him the seventeenth pick. I wouldn't give him a first round pick for him.
2: Well, I mean, y'all second round pick is like a, a high second, so it's almost like picking at the bottom of the first. But really, I think you guys got the second pick in the second round.
1: Uh, somewhere up there, like they got the they got the fifth pick in the second round. Okay, okay.
2: so yeah, yeah. So, I mean it's that's not horrible you could find you still find grade a talent at that pick so I I, I think I think I think what Arizona is, is is experiencing is what the Pittsburgh experience as far as they want to get blown away for Rosen and they're gonna realize they're gonna get blown away and then they're probably gonna get fleas too <laughs> for Rosen.
0: my guess is uh, Rosen will probably get traded uh, if he's going to get traded, um, and I'm assuming that he will, uh, if they're going to go after Kyler Murray, he'll probably get traded probably about a week before the draft. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to – that will probably throw some things in, into the mix. You might get a few dra- – you may get a – no, you probably get draft draft night.
2: Or it wouldn't even shock me. If, let's say, the Giants do decide to trade for Rosen, and say they give up their second-round pick, it could be a, a scenario where on the second day, you know, the the Arizona of um, the Giants pick that pick, and then you hear one of those, oh, by the way, the Giants just traded the second-round pick. How that music Right, <laughs> right exactly, for, for, for Rosen. And that wouldn't shock me either. Like, they're just a bit in having conversation throughout. It. We're just going to tell you what pick we want. And then we'll just turn around and we'll just trade it that way. So that I way, can, they get
0: yeah, I, I can see that. If it's not a week before, then it's going to be a draft night where you right. like you said you you'll hear it. Um, like he'll be on there through the first round and the second round if he gets the second round from the Giants or anybody. But that's when you probably hear. it. But mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm Josh Rosen, I'll be looking at them like, yo, trade me.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, because I wouldn't want to be there considering. You know, it's not it, – it doesn't seem like they're extremely confident that, you know, within management and coaching that they, he's even really wanted to be there. So I was like – Yeah.
0: If you were confident in your first-round quarterback draft pick from last year, you would have said specifically, he is our guy, that's who we're going with, and that would have killed all the rumors. But you've done nothing of the sort over the last month. You really did nothing of the sort with the NFL's coaches um meeting or whatever. You've done everything – Outside of giving this guy any confidence that he's going to be the starter, which tells me he's not going to be the starter, they're going after Kyler Murray. Now, they're just being they're they're playing bad poker at this particular point. But the best thing you could have said was nothing at all. Well, say really nothing, but they're just going around. Well, Kyler Murray is a good you know player, and you know he will fit blah blah blah. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm.
1: But like you said, is we you know it all depends on if he who fits better with the new system that's going to be in, that the new coach is going to put in place, right. and if it comes down to choice between Rosen and, and Murray, you know, I'm pretty sure that Murray is a lot more suited for the offense. So you're right. I don't think that they you know didn't give any confidence to Rosen um, going to be you know their quarterback going forward where they can groom him. I I agree. I think that they made a decision already that the fact is they're looking to see who's better equipped for them, for Arizona. And right now it's all signs look
2: like it's pointing towards Kyler Murray. Well, I put like this, if Josh Rosen gets traded more than likely. I can see one of two places, Giants or the Patriots. And if he goes to either one, he's sitting. And I think he's going to be pissed that he went from starting in the NFL to now having to sit behind, you know, Definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer if he goes in New England. And Eli will will make the Hall of Fame. I don't ever see him being the first ballot Hall of Fame, but he'll make it. Um, you know, and he and then of course in Eli's situation, the Giants are talking a whole bunch of crap, talking about, you know, we we firmly believe that Eli is our quarterback, blah, 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 blah. He, they they spewing a whole bunch of crap. And I'm like, I don't know. If they see the same damn Eli I've been watching over the past couple years. I know, he looked like he's on a very, very far downside of his career. Uh, he's damn sure ain't no, he ain't no Tom Brady. <laughs> he ain't no Breeze. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: they, they, they get him in and they, they, they blowing up a lot of smoke. And then the owner going to come back with the Odell Beckham trade and throw not just the GM, but the coach talking about, well, we were going back and forth about it. We weren't sure. I'm like, yeah, you have to co-sign on and, and say that. <laughs> I don't know. It's very disorganized over there from a Giants perspective. And that's that's not shocking. But, you know, with Amara and the Tish over the last couple of years, I mean, look, uh, McAdoo, you you cut them and you cut the last GM. But then they weren't right. And I was on record saying I agree with what they did. I just didn't agree with how it went down. But that was two years ago. And McAdoo said, Let's sit up down and reevaluate. And then everybody got in a tizzy fit because people were crying about, oh, they did they did him wrong, but it was who they were going to put in place and how they went about it was the question. But
2: You know, you just stole my thunder because I was just about to ask you how you felt. Do you feel differently about management now considering that situation? Do you think it was all McAdoo's fault?
0: Oh, yeah. no. It wasn't all. It wasn't all. That, that, that was the owners. The owners caved the pressure onto that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in full support of them sitting Eli down so they can reevaluate if they need to go in and get a QB in this draft, which they probably should have. Mm-hmm. Now, Saquon Barkley was the best athlete or talent out there. So he was everything that he was – that you thought he was going to be and then some. Uh, with the, I mean, but now they have an opportunity this year to correct the mistake that they didn't do by – Getting a, a QB, so not at the option. But I don't. If you're talking about possible trading for Josh Rosen, it means you don't like any QB that's up there in the draft at this particular point.
1: That's right. But if I'm Rosen out and if I had my preferred destination, uh, that's why I would I would choose New England. Nothing personal, but I think they're a little bit more set in their ways, especially winning, um, where. I, I I don't see Brady lasting long. He may give it one more year, but then once he's gone, you know, is really Rosen would ha- have uh, him. Rosen, I think Rosen could learn from be- Belichick more. So, I don't think Eli is going to open up open arms for Rosen if he goes to New York.
0: He better. He on the last year of his contract, <laughs> right.
2: and and he's still under that rookie contract. So, I mean, he's going to be. He's gonna be rookie friendly for the next four years, for whatever team they get him. That's and that's well, at least three, unless they can pick up the option. But they got three-year cap-friendly type of uh, opportunities if they if they were to trade for a uh, for a Rosen.
0: Actually, if I was Rosen, I, I would think I would probably prefer the Giants situation more than the, than the Patriots because with the Patriots, you ain't starting this year, point blank. If Brady's gonna start and finish that season because he ain't gonna be bad. Eli. If he gets bad, you can you can justify yanking him and putting in Rosen a lot sooner than you want to because you traded for him, maybe second round pick, whatever they do. But we know Eli is on the back nine. He's on the 18th hole shooting off. So <laughs> it's really – you know he's not going to – this is it for
1: him. I don't uh, know. This will happen. The same thing that happened before, you know, I can see Eli throwing a fit if they try to yank him off.
2: But, but uh, he didn't throw a fit when he, uh, or
0: did he? No, he didn't throw a fit. He, you know, he was, you know, trying to tear up in front of the cameras, but uh, he didn't throw a fit.
1: No, I'm he saying, was, not, I'm not saying throw a, let me change that. I'm sorry. Not throw a fit, but you could see a whole lot, of, a lot of controversy if he gets pulled. At, like, it's going to be the same thing all over again when they had Gino starting. It's, it's going to be that all over again. And, I honestly could see some – some, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some um, – not controversial, <sighs> but um, lack of chemistry with the whole team with that.
0: Possible, but this go-around, everyone knows it. You can sell Rosen – you can sell Eli getting benched for Rosen much better than you able to sell Eli getting benched for Gino. Because of how things ended with the Jets,
2: hmm. yeah, but not like Rosen was up there uh, blazing a, a blazing a path up in Arizona either.
0: No, but you see more of a he's you know second year contract rookie. You can you can sell it like he's going to be the future. Where with Gino, Gino was just somebody to put in there as a backup. There was no future with Gino. Mm-hmm. I mean. They could have sold it if they would have said we're gonna put in the kid Darius Webb, but apparently he wasn't even ready. So if they would have put Webb instead of Gino, it'd have been some grumblings, but people have been able to go along with it better because you're moving to look at the next guy up. And if they were to get Rose in and Eli stinks it up, then trust me, they can sell saying, Oh, well, Rose is the guy. Time from Time from the start.
2: Hmm, true.
0: you get know, um some bad feet over there, sir.
2: <laughs> yeah. Camera's starting to act a little uh <laughs> a little funky. He's, he's, he's trying to hold out. It's, it's it's you know, it's uh seemed like it calmed down a little bit.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh real quick, um Jalen Hurts is gonna be the Oklahoma starter, I hear. Yes, sir. Ooh. Do we hear uh, three for three Heisman
1: winners?
2: Yeah, well, that's what they're talking. Uh he still gotta play.
1: Took the words right out of my mouth.
2: He's still gotta play. So, I mean he's he's a good quarterback. I mean, he, uh, let me take that back. He's a great quarterback. He's no slouch. I mean, it, it's not like he did not lead Alabama to national. So You know, with that being said, it's not – it wouldn't shock me that, you know, with all the talent Oklahoma has that he couldn't lead Oklahoma. And it's not like – as long as he offensively can put points on the board, he has a shot because, you know, the Big 12 doesn't play the best defense in the world. (laughs) So, that's that. (laughs)
1: No, I agree with that. Um, I really believe that at this stage, it's a possibility, but he definitely needs to pay first because you never know um, with NCAA. Um, It's going to be very interesting to see how he does going for the 3 peak. But as of right now, there's so much talent out there where, you know, even though he's quoting and saying he's wiser, better, and stronger built for it, I just think that he, he needs to understand that this is his senior year. You know, make sure you preserve your body and make sure you don't get injured. should be your focus point right now um, for the next year's draft. I think that Oklahoma will be OK, um, but I, I don't know. I don't see him going all out this year for him to be in the Heisman Trophy running. He could be in the Heisman Trophy runnings, but maybe not enough to actually win it. I could see somebody else win it as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, he, he, you know, he is what he is. He's definitely a good quarterback. Um, is he going to be throwing up those touchdown, touchdown numbers like um, Baker Mayfield? No, <laughs> I definitely don't see that. But I mean, we'll see how he, he how he incorporates with Lincoln, um, Lincoln Allen's offense. Um, like I agree with you Al I mean it's going to probably be a lot of stiff competition um, obviously Trevor Lawrence from Clemson you know then it's going to be of course um, Tua and who, who the hell else knows is going to be the next rookie sensation to come out is going to you know shock the world or whomever but um, we'll see we well, have a wait and see approach with, um, with Jalen Hurts I mean you know truth be told he lost his spot to Tua in Alabama and Tua was throwing a rock and Jalen Hurts is not known as your, you know, you know, gunning, you know, gunner kind of quarterback.
2: Well, I will say this in Hurts' defense, that when he played his best football was under uh old oh boy that's not a head coach at FAU. Um, can't think of his name right now, but he had a more of a wide open spread type of uh, concept for Jalen Hurts. And he thrived, and that's the year they won the national championship. And remember when Saban decided the next year they played Clemson in the national championship, that <clears throat> Nate Saban was like, you know what, go ahead and uh, do your head coaching duties at FAU. We don't need you on the sideline. And the office changed a little bit. And then that's when Tua came in in the second half or in the third quarter, or whatever, he came in and led Alabama to the uh, – to a national championship. That being said, um, head coach over at Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, has, that, that office is dynamic, man. I, it's not like, in the Big 12, yes, they tend to not play defense all that well, but <laughs> one offense finds holes against any defense that they play. So, I'm not saying that, you know, he's going to be a bust or he's not going to be as good. But I think he could thrive just because he's going to have much better talent wide receiver-wise. Oklahoma always has a wide receiver. I'm sorry. Alabama always has a wide receiver every year. Oklahoma has wide receivers (laughs) every damn year. (laughs) Plural. Right, and and not to mention, they typically have pretty damn good running backs as well, and the offensive line is always stacked, just like Alabama. So I really think he really could go in there and really thrive. But again, I'm not going to crown a Heisman winner because he still has to go out there and prove it. You know, and I, I truly believe that in the, the first, you know, the out of conference games, I think he's really going to shine. But it's 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 going to be like a wait and see approach. You know, and I would love to see West Virginia come out there with a new head coach and everything and just smack Oklahoma in the mouth, you know, give him a buddy lift. I don't
1: think that's gonna happen, but
2: you know. I can dream. I can dream dream six and six this season and knocking off Oklahoma. I'll be I would be pleased
1: with that record. I don't think it's gonna get to that point, but we always like you said, you could dream.
2: You damn right. <laughs> we got telling,
0: David. <laughs> well, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see. I mean, um, you know, uh, I'm curious to see how. Um, I am curious to see more so with college football how, you know, this quarterbacking class is going to be. Um, you know, with you know, you know, Tua and, and Lawrence having another year underneath their belts, how they're going to flourish. I don't think. Lawrence is not going to be available to draft to the following year, but Tua is going to be available for the draft after this year. So, you know, people are going to be tripping over themselves, you know, trying to get the top pick if Tua has a just as good or even a better year than he had, you know, last year. So, um, but real quick before we go, um, the uh, AAF. Um, <laughs> they F. <laughs> yes, F. That they might fold without an, uh, without an injection of cash. Um, the NFL Player Association, um, the NFL Player Association for the players, doesn't want the AAF to just use all of their um, all of their um, players. Um, so there's a little bit back and forth, but I actually there needs to be some money pumped into it. If they fail. I don't see how the XFL even gets past that because if you got a team that has some backing with the NFL, they can't cut the mustard. How are you going to have a Vince McMahon thing that has no ties to the NFL and will be, quote, unquote, competing against the NFL? To make it so. They'll get off the WWE. Man, they might fool just quickly as it did <laughs> 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, However, do you guys think that the, a- that the AAF will fold, or do you think that they might get at least one more season to go?
2: Um, I think they can get another season, but I think if I, if I read what little bit I read about that particular comic correctly, I think what the dude is saying that he believes that the league will fold because it's not a, it's, it's not a true influx of dynamic players. I think the money will be there. I think the NFL will pump the money into it. I think these people are just lacking because it doesn't have above average talent coming in. I think something like the AAF would work if they branch it off like the NBA uh, G League and branch it off where this is now the NFL, the Giants has somebody playing in Piscataway and, instead of going into a free agent pool. Well, they still have access to free agency. <clears throat> but then they could dip into a player from that their affiliate team and bring them up if they so choose. And then they could drop them down if they so choose. And you could see somebody who's rehabbing, instead of them playing in the NFL for one week, they could be coming back from injury and play in that particular league I don't see how it would work because then it would be at the same time. But, okay, well, that that aspect doesn't work. But, <laughs> but I think that's where the whole thing is. They don't have enough star power. What they could do, and I doubt that they would do it, but if they wanted to, you know, if NFL players – I'm sorry, if college players don't want to adhere to – say, like, the Maurice Claret rule where a player doesn't want to necessarily want to wait for the three years to become NFL eligible, but yet they want to come out after a year or two, maybe they can go to AAF and play and then develop themselves that way to then make themselves possibly, eligible, you know, draft eligible for the NFL. That could be an option.
1: But you know what? It is a good idea when you think about it. If – because they could get the full backing of, like you said, the NFL teams if they're mm-hmm. associated under them. So – that's not a bad idea. Um, if the AAF would agree to it, then that would help not just generate money, but like you said, that farming system would be in place for them, which is something that they really need. Um, right. I mean, to be honest, they could do it that way, but I could also see the, F- the NFL do- can can take that system with their practice squads of the NFL teams and utilize something from that aspect of it as well. But I think, to be honest, that would be a great idea, to be honest. I could see that that would save them for sure because they'll get not only the backing of the NFL teams, you could get the back end of the NFL, which is definitely what they need. And give other people something else to watch where the NFL is still in control of that league as well.
2: And if you have – College players who believe that, you know, they they could play professionally but not eligible based on years, and then they won't be complaining about this whole money thing because you're actually going to be getting a check. You're not gonna be getting broke off millions, but you'll get fifty thousand, sixty thousand playing a game that you love. It's better than a four hundred dollar a month stipend that you get in the college college campus.
1: <laughs> but that would be but that'll be something that NCAA wouldn't want.
2: Well, no, no. The kid would still They're have to happy. go to
1: college. No, no but I'm saying they won't be happy with that, um, because I know, I know, I know. I, I get what you say. I already see your point. But, but I, I, to be honest, I still think that's a great idea because it's a win all around. Um, the question is, if will the NFL do it?
0: Yeah, and and, and that's I'm with you too. i um, I'm not sure because the NFL actually, you know, I mean let's call it spade to spade. Their forum system or their minors or triple A's is college football. AA is just an option for – I would not even call it – AA doesn't want to be seen necessarily as the G League, and they've been very adamant about that when they first came out. This They want to be like a standalone footballer, basically a place where guys that didn't cut the mustard can rehabilitate themselves and then have the option to get picked up by a squad. Not much – so, I mean, I can say that more beneficial to quarterbacks that came in there. Like, you can see some of uh, the quarterbacks that came out too soon. Mm-hmm. And much more grooming and time going in there. I think with some running backs or receivers, you can get much more hurt, injured in there more and lose some years where a quarterback can go down, you know, can play in that league, get some more development, you know, work on his game some more. They might be able to come up. But... I don't, well, I'm with you. I think the college football would be very against taking away talent from their schools, even though you're going to pay them. And I agree you should pay the guys, but I think you might get a lot more resistance from that way because like, Hey, we have a perfect system that works. Why do you want to upset the apple cart with this thing that's over here? You don't want our players going over there because they're taking away money from us and outside of the NFL, college football is probably making the second most money, you know, right underneath the NFL. So nobody wants to upset the apple cart, but I think the NFL is okay with guys that just came into the draft, got drafted to a team, couldn't make it, can go to this league, work themselves up, and then you have another pool to pick from. But their main pool is college football, and neither one of them wants to fuck with that, more so than college
2: football. Well, the one way I kind of think about it, and I know we're kind of coming, you know, getting really up against time, but before I kind of forget about it, the one way I could think about it is if you make it so that coming out of high school, you have to do a minimum of two years in college, you know, in NFL, you have to play at least three years to be draft eligible for the NFL. Now, if a college player wants to say, okay, I want to make myself eligible for the AAF, AAF draft after two years, they could do that. In the event that that player does not get drafted, he should not be able to lose his college eligibility, and then still be able to go back to the uh, to their team for their third year. And then, if they then decide to declare again, again after the third year, and they don't get drafted, then they're done. They lose their their eligibility. So you still get two, maybe three years out of that particular player. But it's obvious that you know just because. You know, a kid may sit there and say, yeah, I got the opportunity to make $50,000, but if I still want to wait one more year, I could be making $3 million, $4 million. You know, they give him that choice. But then you, you always have that some person who's hard on luck and they really need cash. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So the, somebody's always going to be up for that little cash grab. You know, you 20 years old, you get the opportunity to make sixty grand or 75000 grand with this league pays out. They're going to take it and especially just playing the sport of football, and then they still make themselves if they really produce and do well in that league, the NFL, they can still poach them and pull them into the NFL uh, into their um, summer camps and do whatever because they have that agreement where they could just go to a summer camp and then if they don't make it, they can just go back down to AAF. It's a win-win in my opinion, but just a thought.
0: (laughs) Interesting thought indeed. Well, everybody out there, we're right up, right on our time. So, uh, obviously, as always, you know, we love sharing our, sharing our thoughts with you guys out there. Um, always, you know, please subscribe um, to the podcast. Tell us what you think. Tell us any topics you want us to talk about, or you might think that we should talk about. Um, and always interested in your feedback. So, um, guys, uh, before we roll off, let them know what they can find yet.
2: Oh, you can find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963 uh, on Twitter. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And, of course, you can find
1: me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Crawls.
0: Uh You can find me at uh, – <laughs> you can find me on the Gram, Snapchat, um, and Twitter, J.E. Ross, number seven. And as always, guys, um, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for um, hanging out with us for about an hour or so. As always, love, peace, and soul.